Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. I look so forward to bringing you these podcasts each week and hosting these wonderful lessons from Warren Litzman. I hope they're a blessing in your life. Being able to come and do this each week is such a blessing to me. It's sort of a peaceful time to come and get into the Word and listen to these great lessons from Warren. I hope you feel the same way. Let's get into today's lessons. We're back in Romans. Here's Warren. Greetings, dear friends. This is Warren Litzman in Dallas, Texas, coming to you with the everlasting gospel. There is a gospel that is religious. There is a gospel that has to do with churchanity. There is a gospel that has to do with certain preachers. But the gospel I bring to you is stated in the, in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, and in the book of Revelation. There is an everlasting gospel. That gospel is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's been given to several different men, but especially to the Apostle Paul. In fact, in the day in which we live, the Apostle Paul is the only one written in the scriptures that received this everlasting gospel. It's a gospel that lasts from the death of Jesus Christ on the cross to the rapture of the church. We're right in that period of time now, and so this gospel is wholly important to us that we see exactly what God is doing. God raised up one man and gave this gospel to him, nobody else. And as a result, the world knows just exactly what God is doing if they search the scriptures. And I encourage you to stick with the scriptures, not with what somebody says, not with somebody's vision, not with somebody's idea, not with not with somebody who is a seminarian or a great preacher. Stick with the scriptures yourself because that's the way we're going to stand before God on the basis of those scriptures that have to do with this dispensation, with this period of time, and with this apostle that God has given to the Gentiles. We've been studying in Romans the fifth chapter, and we finally came to verse 15. Verse 15 in John's and Paul's Gospel of Romans. Romans chapter 5. We're going to deal with chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8, hopefully, in the next period of time. And we do that because these are the three chapters that deal with what exactly God's doing. There are four terms that God gives to people in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. In Romans 5, it is the one man. He deals with one man. In Romans 6, he deals with an old man. In Romans 7, he deals with a sinful man. In Romans 8, he deals with a new man. We'll try to cover these three chapters in the light of what kind of a man God is dealing with. We're in the twelfth chapter of, or we're in the twelfth verse of the fifth chapter of Romans. And so if you take your Bible and turn with me there, we will see whatever the Spirit has to say to us today. You understand my words here that the you can pick up this portion of Scripture or any portion of Scripture, especially written by Paul, and it may say one thing to you one day, but it'll say another thing to you on another day. Why is that? 
That's because there's so much depth there that we couldn't get a hold of it entirely at any one time. Don't let people fool you. Don't let people say, well, I've read and i studied that and I know all about it. Because that is why the Word of God is put together. God's Word goes deep into our spirit, deep into our soul. And it helps us to come to know God and what He's doing. And we couldn't stand all that at one time. We get a little here and a little there. Bible says that. A little here and a little there until we come to fullness and completeness. Well, I don't think we'll come to that as long as we're breathing earth air. But I think when we meet Jesus in the air, we're going to have a change. We're going to have a way of remembering and knowing all the things that God has written to us and told us about. So we're at the we're at the twelfth verse of Romans five, which reads, Wherefore as by one man there you are. This is the introduction to the man that's dealt with in Romans five. Wherefore as by one man sin entered in the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now, if we're getting, going to get something fresh and new out of this, it is that sin we commit. And we must not be deceived. Believers commit sin. Sinners commit the sin that Adam laid out. That sin is passed at the cross. But believers still commit sins. And uh, in John's first epistle, he says, any man sins, he has an advocate with the Father. If any man falls short, he is brought up by the Spirit of God. That's the way that God treats his children. That's what he wants us to see. But this verse begins by saying, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered in the world. One man. Who is the one man here? It's old Adam. That's how sin came into the world. Adam disobeyed God. Adam did his own thing. Adam fooled around with God, and God is not to be fooled around with. God is no fool. And when the serpent was believed at this meeting of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when that took place, God knew. He understood. He had it already figured in his mind. And what he had figured in his mind was that man in his creative natural state cannot by any degree of spirituality enter into the full and deep things of God. <coughs> Try to get this in your thinking because that's very important. God knew that. Somebody said, well, did God know Adam and Eve was going to sin? Certainly he did. Certainly he did. Because he knew that what he had created would not stand on its own. It would take more than the creation of man. It would take a new life in man. A new life. The old life that we have by our creation is something God did. And he put many wonderful things in that creation that man might serve him and love him. But the simple facts are, God knew that the human beings would fail. Just a quick break right here to remind you about our bookstore at our website, christ-life.org. 
What a wealth of information that Warren left us with his books, videotapes, his audio tapes. It's really amazing to go there and see these wonderful things that you have to look at and choose from in order to learn more and more and more about the In Christ message. Please go, take a look. You deserve it. Christ-life.org. That's where you'll find the bookstore and other great things about the In Christ message. Now back to Warren. He knew that Adam even would fail, so he was ready for it. Then why did he carry on? If he knew that those whom he had created would fail him, that the majority of those whom he had created would fail him, he must lay out every single idea and plan and part of his understanding to human beings, which is what he did in the Old Testament. He laid it out for them. Why did he do that? Because he was looking for what it was that man thinks he can do within himself. That's what Adam and Eve started out with. They thought they were smarter than God. They believed the devil who said that he had, he was smarter than God. And the end result was they failed. They miserably failed, and they lived in their failure for hundreds of years afterward. So that's why God took us through the Old Testament with failure, with sin, with problems that people had, because he knew that one day would come when there would be a new life put in those creatures. A new life, as John said, that was birthed by God and would not and could not sin. God works toward that because he hates sin. The one thing God hates is sin. You might say that God doesn't hate evil. He hates, hates our participation in evil. That's where the gospel comes in. It is a gospel that must be preached in order that men might within themselves think they can do nothing of their own. And so this 12th verse starts out as saying, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. That's Adam's sin. It entered into the world, and it ruled in the world for the next several dispensations. And that's why dispensational study is important. It's not the only study a believer ought to get into, but it is it it is an important study that believers ought to get into for the simple reason. For in seven different periods of time, God has laid out his rules, his regulations. What will human beings do with it? How much do they love him is the final analysis. How much do they care about what God says and God is interested in? That's what this gospel is all about. And so I come to you with the first line of this 12th verse saying, that the one man is introduced here as by one man sin entered into the world. You might think, well, that's, that's kind of strange, isn't it? God is, is hard-headed or something because why did he base it all on one man? I want to tell you, before we get through with this study in these four chapters, you will come to the greatest understanding you ever have had because it deals with man again and again. Sometimes the man is Christ. Sometimes the man is God. But he deals with one person at a time in these chapters. And so 
12th verse reads, For as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Death by sin. There were no other creatures. There was not any relatives of Adam and Eve. There was not anybody else in the world except Adam and Eve. And sin entered into this world by two people who simply disobeyed God. Were they bad people? Well, there wasn't a lot of evil there. The only evil was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God said, leave it alone. And the devil said, if you eat of this fruit, you'll be as smart as God. So the end result was God had introduced to them the way he's going to deal with humanity. His greatest way of dealing with humanity is in the area of honesty and obedience. Honesty and obedience. I can never forget the scripture that says that Christ himself pleased God because he was obedient. He went through many of the tests and trials as Jesus of Nazareth that might not have been necessary to a deity, but was necessary to mankind. And he overcame. He rose above every situation that entered. Until he got to the cross, he was in full charge. But at the cross, our sin, our failures, our shortcomings, our hopelessness took over in his body. Not in his mind, but in his body. For the scriptures still shout out, and in his body he bore our sins and transgressions. So the whole situation with sin started out with one man, Adam. But the whole situation of sin entered the cross. And at the cross, one man, one person, one God, took that sin in his body, and when he died on that cross, sin died. It says, sin entered in the world. And by sin entering the world, so did death come, for the end of sin is death. A sinner is a dying person. That's why they need a new life. Their old life won't survive. Their old life won't be straightened out well enough. They need a new life. And that's what we get in Paul's epistles. We get a new life. That's what Jesus came to bring us. He said, I have come to bring you a new life, a more abundant life. And so God has his plan working. In the back of his mind all of this time was the fact that before he created this world, he said the main thing I'm going to do is put people in Christ. The second main thing I'm going to do to be able to do that and to carry that out, I'm going to crucify my son. These are the two things God did before he created anything on this earth. So this earth is not run by anything other than God's plan. You must be in Christ, Christ in you, and it must come from the cross. This is the way God moves and the way God works. And this is the only way now that I began to receive revelation knowledge from our Lord Jesus Christ 
that human beings are going to be able to live and carry out. My time is up, but we'll stay in this 12th verse till we learn all that is possible with the help of the Holy Spirit. See you next broadcast. God bless you. Another great message from Warren Litzman today. We hope it's been a blessing to you. Again, go to the bookstore. First, go to the website, christ-life.org. Then from there, you can find our bookstore. And these wonderful things that you're hearing Warren talk about are there for you to continue to study and read and much, much more. Christ-life.org. Valerie Hill, thank you for running our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock, thank you for our weekly broadcast reports. And our thanks to our great producer from the Christ Life Fellowship, Teresa Ferraro. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ Life.